Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases on the show. Everything is uh, listener submitted. We strive not to be, uh, you know, professional critics, make objective value judgments, all that good shit. Um, we just listen to stuff, react to it. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't. But we encourage you to interact with stuff however you see fit. If you like shit, you know, purchase physical copies, go and see bands. We're not trying to convince you of anything here. We're just trying to put new music in front of you. The format of the show is that we've got 10 bands in the queue every week, and we roll some dice and randomly select usually between five and seven of them every week to listen to and uh, just react to them and talk about them. So this is a, a little break in the currently unfurling Hell Week series uh, because we we thought about this. We're not dumb. We're not dumb, guys. Somebody pointed out on uh, the Facebook group that, like, if you guys just, you know, roll out the Hell Week stuff over the course we'll be of... right back where we started. Yeah, we'll be right back where we started, which, we yeah, we know. We're, we're, we're going to do... We're still going to intersperse some normal episodes in here. Well, and we I, had a couple things to do, too, so... Yes, we, for sure. We couldn't record for a couple uh, weeks. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, uh, the other thing is, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna up the rate in which the Hell Week stuff is we're coming gonna out. We're going to dump them. Yeah, we're, 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 we're going to dump them over the course of the next few weeks because, uh, yeah, I was out of town, you were out of town... Uh, now my girlfriend is out of town and I'm doing work stuff, but life has returned to like a normal manageable pace now. So, um, speaking of which, so I wanted to talk about the show that I, I went out of town, uh, to see, I went down to Hattiesburg, um, just because I like traveling for shows and there was a lineup that was probably one of my favorite lineups that I've, that I've seen in a long time and I just wasn't going to miss it. So I went and I saw Armor, Bib, Candy Apple, Gel, uh, MS Paint, Fumes, and then there was another local band who I think it was like one of their very first shows, and it was like members of Fumes and MS Paint and stuff, and I can't remember the name of the band right off of the top of my head. Um, <clears throat> everybody ripped. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to talk about it at length, really. It was a really good show, uh, but I had wondered, because we've been talking about Hattiesburg on the show for a couple years now, and just like wondered, like, I wonder what that scene is like, because there's really cool bands that come out of there, and from my knowledge of Hattiesburg, it was just like a little a little town in southern Mississippi. I had never been there. I had been by there because my mom's from Jackson. <clears throat> it's like two hours from the coast, like two hours from New Orleans. Um, and it's like about what you would imagine from the bands that are coming out of there. Like a lot of just like weird, weird kids that don't fit in any sort of tidy categories. It's kind of like a bizarro Fort Wayne. It's much smaller than Fort Wayne size-wise. I think it's only like maybe like a town of like 50,000 people. Yeah. And there's a college there that's like fairly sizable, but it didn't seem like college kids there. It was, but the, the, the cross section was very much like you get here, like a handful of like dyed in the wool, like we're hardcore guys. We got neck tats. And then a lot of high schoolers in like really stupid outfits with wallet chains and then like a bunch of oogles that ro rolled up from New Orleans and then it's just a bunch of like weirdos and freaks. It was cool. It seemed to be representative of like the music that you get out of Hattiesburg, which is like a very strange and unique uh, mishmash of sounds. Yeah. Um, so it was a cool show, really fun. It was in like a warehouse space that is like uh, an arts building that I think they're trying to turn into a more regular venue. Uh, so, you know, yeah, shout out to, to, to Dee Dee and that whole Hattiesburg scene for doing cool shit down there. <clears throat> I know uh, it's not hard or it's not easy to like keep momentum going in like a small town or mid-sized city. Uh, and they seem to be doing so very well. I, I dick ride this band every time they come up on the show, but I've seen MS Paint. This is the second time now. And uh, 
I typically don't feel this way about bands because like I don't give a shit, especially if they're coming from like punk and, and hardcore and stuff. But MS Payne is one of those bands who I feel like genuinely deserves to be like a big band and do cool things. Like the Boston's in ninety seven. Like the Boston's in ninety seven, which we were just watching, yeah, on Conan before we started recording. They're a band that like somebody pointed this out because I posted like video of their show online or whatever and somebody this kid Deshaun like messaged me right before I came over here and was like, That's a band who is like one one wealthy benefactor away, like from being a huge band, you know what I mean? Yeah. From like playing a late night show kind of thing, uh, where like they just need a big label to to believe in them and put something out basically. And I don't know if that would be a, a net positive or not, but it's just one of those bands that I feel like literally everybody that hears them, like every time I post about them, I feel like I get 20 people messaging me being like, this is the sickest band, you know? So uh, I'm very stoked for them to come play here next uh, next month. Uh, reminder to everybody, uh, Spy, Gel, and MS Paint, if you're in the tri-state area of Indiana, are playing uh, the place I booked, the Bug House, on uh, April 23rd. So if that sounds like a cool show, I think it's the only show in Indiana on that tour. So if you want to come out, come out. Um, you got any thoughts? Because I have a couple things. Um, no, not really. I've been pretty busy. My, yeah. uh, my uh, let, let's just say uh, 2022's turning out to be fucking great yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it seems like you're kind of having a real shitter of a year so it's, far. it's turning out to be a great year yeah um so you know whatever that's, uh, why, that's why i was thinking about the Boston's in 97 man right <laughs> brighter days right. i mean jesus christ you talk about one of the brightest years of all time yeah 1997 yeah right for sure um things have changed a lot since then <laughs> sure have. uh so this is just a random fact that i figured i'd share with you and our listeners in case sure. uh, any of you weren't aware Totally unrelated to anything that we do here, but just something I thought was sick. And I think we have talked about, like, astronauts and test pilots and shit on the show before and just how, like, they just don't make fools like that anymore. Yeah. Like, they're just, they were, well, like, a different caliber of... Yeah, and, and like, fools like that, um, there's not a lot of outlets for their tomfoolery. Uh, right. That's, right, like, yes, legit sure. outlets. Yes, that's true. So... Uh, I saw a video like two days ago of Buzz Aldrin at the age of 72 punching a uh, a moon landing oh, yeah. denier in, in public, the face. Like coming out of a place. Yeah, yeah, I never, I had never seen that yeah, video yeah, yeah. before, and it's, I was like, pretty awesome. Damn, this dude fucking kicks ass. <laughs> he yeah. fucking rules. Like, because the guy's like, you know, grilling him about the moon landing, and he's like, "Would you get out of my face? Would somebody get this guy out of here?" And he's like, he like goes in his face, he's like, "You're a hypocrite, sir!" And he just fucking yep. cold cocks the dude. You know, it's the only language they sp they speak for sure, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah, honestly, yeah. I think it's a language that we should be allowed to speak more frequently. <laughs> I agree. In, in an era of everybody fucking popping off their phones and looking for a reason to cry foul and play the victim, yeah. I just, I just wish that there was, um, like, legitimate leeway given. I agree to yeah. those that deal with motherfuckers getting in their way. I mean, I've, I've said that for many years. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would, I think it would be a generally a more polite society. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. If you could just be like, all right, then, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> and just. You know, oh, well, cool. You want to fucking play a prank on me for TikTok in the fucking grocery store? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Check this dude. out. You better buy some dentures. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I have maintained that for a long time. Right. 
um, yeah, I'm, I'm fully on board with that. I don't think we're going that direction as a no, society. Unfortunately, but unfortunately, right? Yeah, I do think it would help. I, I think it would help even things out quite a lot. Yeah. If, if you just did just just to remind people that there's consequences for trying to be a shit. For sure. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, and, you know, put your fucking guns away. For sure. Deal with it like a man. Yeah. Well, de- deal with it like an adult. Sure. With your balled up fucking fists and your steel toed boots. That's right. And if that's too spicy for you, mm-hmm. then maybe watch your fucking tone in public. No doubt, dude. No doubt. Yeah, if we're if we're if we're going to enter into the era where like uh, everybody's saying the quiet parts loud, you might as well like we might as well rise to the occasion as a society, yeah. right? Because it used to be we just kept this shit privately and we right. all secretly resented and hated each other, but right, we right, right. had some semblance of but like we all got along a right. lot better. There was a, there was some sort of unifying cultural thread, right? And that is fully disintegrated. So right. at this point, let's just escalate it right. and remind people that like, hey, yeah, yo, you can say whatever you want, but uh, freedom of speech is not freedom from consequence. That's right. You know what I mean? Cool. Pull your phone out. Cause as far as I, cause Joe Biden signed an executive order. Yeah. It's all right to hit a bitch. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so one more, uh, music related thing before we jump into it, we had a band on the show a while back that a bunch of people had insisted to me are, were, were cool and good. And then oh, is this another racist alert? No, 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 it's not. I was going to no. say, we better have like a fucking like, <laughs> we better have just like a fucking button we can hit yeah. that pulls up like a sound by like, ah, ah. <laughs> no, 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 it's not that. Um, no, it, it was just a band that everybody had told me like, oh, you should check this band out. They're really cool. They're from Chicago. I think you'd really like them. And then when we heard them on the show, we were like, this is Shrek soundtrack music. It was yeah. that band Lurk. <laughs> yeah. It was that band Lurk. And I was like, yeah, this sounds like Smash Mouth, dude. Yeah. Like, this isn't cool at all. This is this is 90s alt rock, kind of, but it's taking, like, the worst parts of, like, late 90s <laughs> radio. Think, I think we said it was straight Shrek soundtrack. For sure, yeah. Um, and so I saw them live. Uh, they are on the tour with Drug Church that I went to. Um, and I was like, it was one of those bands where I was like, maybe live, I'll have a different feeling about them. You know what I mean? And there's, sure. there's been a couple instances. There's been a few instances that of we, that in we my life. We talk about all the, that all the time. For sure. But there's been a, a couple marked departures from that sort of, that, that, the, the good version of that. Like, for example, when we saw Deaf Heaven, really nice folks whatever didn't like wish them well but they were a band who i never really liked on record and i was like maybe live this will be sick who knows and live it was worse i was like oh man i hate this band more this is way less tolerable live than it even is on record and this band wasn't quite on that level and you know i'm sure i'm in the extended peer i know for a fact because i'm friends with everybody in drug church i'm in the extended peer group of this band so if it gets back to you no, you know, whatever. I'm not trying to shit on your band or anything, but they, they're doing something right. They are doing something right. So don't follow your advice. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're per- perfectly nice folks, but live it like, so they played the first half of the set. They played some older stuff that Did they come out with like bleach chip, <laughs> tips and like wallet chains. No, and stuff. no. So they, instead they looked like, it seems like this band is what they they think is like maybe a clever ruse or a disguise because the drummer looks like he's in Madball 
And the vocalist is like a real Mr. Cool Eyes handsome boy with a well-defined jaw and a five o'clock shadow and very nicely fitted denim outfits who looks like a cool hardcore guy. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. And then the other two guys are in the in that middle ground where like they could be in Alanis Morissette's backing band or they could also be in, in Quicksand mm -hmm. where they're just like normal kind of alt guys but also could just be lab techs. Right. Um, and so they're a band that like... Their first half of their set, like, and Zayvon, my girl, and I, so, like, said the same, we said the exact same thing after we saw him. The first half of the set was definitely hardcore-informed alt stuff. And it was, on paper, it should have been sick. Because they were doing something that, in other iterations, I have liked in the past. But there was something about it, like I said, that felt very, like, clever disguise. <laughs> where they're like, I think... I think at least two of the members of this band would be much happier playing in like an actual hardcore band. Like I got the feeling just by looking at them and like hearing what they were doing with the songs. I was like, man, there are some like really solid hardcore songs buried in these tracks that come off uh, in comparison. It's very like milk toast to like actual hardcore where it was like, I think they're trying to reach both audiences. So, uh, and then they played the Shrek song <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> this is their hit. And it really didn't sound like anything else in their set. So like, you know, that's their like going for it track right. where they're like, okay, maybe we can get this on like uh on like uh you know one of the two like um ncaa uh, football <laughs> 2022 for ps5 or whatever you know so you didn't really like him no it wasn't it wasn't very sick so i just wanted to update anybody who, who had hit me after that episode and said oh no the old stuff's cool the demo's cool you'll like it like live they're really good they were good they sounded good live but like i i still it was still pretty much Shrek. <laughs> i like i like how we already naysayed them yeah and <laughs> frankly mocked them right <laughs> sure. i mean yeah. you know Comparing comparing a band, uh, any band with hardcore roots to the Shrek soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's an indictment. Right. It, it, and then you got to come back and hit them again. It's, yeah. You got to double dip. I, like I said, I'm not trying to be a dick or anything. I just, it was one of those things where this band is, I think, pretty popular among like uh, a certain contingent of like uh, hardcore inclined person. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have said, no, no, you're wrong about this band. They're They're cool and good. And um, I gotta say, I, I didn't I didn't think it was that cool after all. So yeah, <laughs> I was just I, when you were describing them, I was looking at them, and you're you're showing me the sockless, <laughs> the sockless slip on vans, yeah, yeah, the sockless slip on vans, the, the button up sure. white shirts. I'm gonna yeah, tell yeah, you yeah. right now, uh -huh. if I decided that that was my look, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is a perfectly legitimate look. Button uh -huh. up white shirt, sure, right? yeah, some black course. jeans, some black slip on vans, right. right? Yeah, but then I show up. And my friends are dressed the same way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna go home and change. Absolutely, <laughs> of course, dude. Right? <laughs> you can't have this be the look for your whole band. No, <laughs> like one or two dudes, maybe. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. Right. That's it. This is a look that has a two band, two dude per band limit. Limit. Totally. Right. <laughs> for right. Sure. But, but if, if I showed up to any event, yeah, and <laughs> we'll say you know seventy five to eighty percent of my friends were dressed like that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm leaving. Absolutely, right? dude. It ain't bad by itself. Sure, but when you got five guys all in a promo shot and one picture together, now it's a thing. Yeah, for sure. Now you look like you're in a some sort of weird frat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so. Whatever. They're doing something right because people love them. We hate them. Yeah, no doubt. If we hate you, you're doing something right. That's probably true. Yeah, for sure. So there you go. No hard feelings towards Lurk. I just wanted to update everyone. Still don't think it's very cool. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, that said, One Step Closer, who was on that show, whose last record I didn't really like, 
uh, but who were all like young kids playing playing melodic hardcore stuff. Like the early shit was kind of in the vein of like Turning Point and stuff like that, and I liked it. This new stuff is kind of a bridge too far for me on the melodic hardcore tip. In contrast, very, very good live, even though the record is not something I cared for very much. Super good live, stole the show, awesome band, uh, seemed like nice dudes. So there you go. There's a little uh, There's a little sugar with your salt. I like how seems like nice dudes like that has anything to do with anything. <laughs> Right. They seem like they seem like bright young boys. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, let's jump into it. If you got if you got nothing else. All right. Let's go ahead. Okay. So first up, we have got uh, in the queue this week uh, the band Rapid Fire. Um, so I I've heard this already because they sent it to me early to check out like a few months ago before it ended up coming out. Um, this was sent in by Ricky, who used to play in the band Seventh Seal, whose demo we really liked, and who broke up promptly after doing that really good demo. Uh, this is markedly different from the Seventh Seal stuff. This is not '90s, not '90s mosh metal stuff. Um, this is like kind of straight up, straight up hardcore shit. And I, I thought it was pretty good when he sent it to me. Then we have got Category Five One Four with No Love for Fakes. Um, this was sent in by Ethan. Uh, I guess the dr- this is a project for the drummer from the drummer of Gasm. He plays drums in this, and it seems like it's gonna be kind of like jokey hard stuff because mm. there's like we've talked about gasm is like they kind of do like some bouncy new york hardcore stuff but it's like a funhouse mirror version of it it looks like jokey slam stuff this looks like jokey beat down maybe slammy stuff like they have the they have the the area code in their name there's a song on here called insane psychopath right uh so you know what i mean i i think i think this is probably going to be in that vein and then we have got norna with uh, Star is Way, Way is I. I don't know what the fuck that means, but this band is from Sweden, so uh, whatever. Must be lost in translation. <laughs> must, be, must be lost in translation. This was sent in by uh, Matthias from Sweden. Always sends us in Swedish stuff. Says that this is uh, shit very much in the vein of, like, neurosis. Uh, then we have got uh, Bullet Brigade. This was sent in by Nick, who plays in that band Cyst and does that project Window Phase. Uh, says this is, like... I think one of the other members of Cyst, and he recorded it for him, um, says he doesn't think it's that cool exactly, but that he still wanted to send it our way. Okay. (laughs) Then we have got, uh, I don't know if you listened to this already, Nate. I know I did. I like it a lot. Uh, Life is Nasty by Nasty. Yeah, I've got this record. Yeah, it's really, really fucking good. If we listen to it, we don't have to spend that much time on it, but I imagine there are some people in our listenership who have not heard this really good rip and hardcore then we have got X Pilots with their Gadge Split C30. Uh, again, that's a that's kind of a jumble of word salad that I don't know what it means. Uh, but this was sent in by my buddy TJ. Don't know anything it's a about split this. Split with Gadge. Is it a split with Gadge? But G A A D G. Okay, but then why does it say C30 after it? Maybe this is split with C30. Who the fuck knows? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to decipher those three words in conjunction with one another. Uh, then we have got Erupt with Left to Rot. This was sent in by Eric. And this just came out this month, I think. Um, yep. Yeah, March 18th. I uh, don't know anything about it. I know it's on Static Shock, so it's probably good. Then we have got Barren Soil with their self-titled release. This was sent in by Micah, our homie down in Indianapolis, who described this as uh, like late 80s um, like crust type of stuff. He also said that he he's pretty sure that the vocalist of this band, like, in place of like, you know, like an ooh or like a go, he says the word crust in the songs. <laughs> okay. In fact, for the first two songs on here, he gave us the exact minute mark in which the guy shouts crust. Okay. So I think that's a great move. I mean, that that speaks that speaks highly to what, what this <laughs> what this is. Yeah. Um, then we have got Ritual Fog with Visions of Blasphemy. This was sent in by 
somebody who, whose email name is simply SM uh, described this as Memphis, Tennessee-based death metal, which is uh, the description on the side of this band camp as well. Looks like a first release from a band just came out in uh, February of this year. And then last up, we have got Invultation with Unconquerable Death. This was sent in by Vince, and uh, it looks cool. It's some Columbus, Ohio-based, like, bestial black metal shit. Okay. Uh, let's roll the dice and see what's up first. All right. Seven. All right. Seven is Erupt. You can find this at staticshockrecords.bandcamp.com, and it should be pretty close up towards the top because it just came out in March. Um, the song that was suggested to us is the first song and also the song that they have queued up. So we're going to hear the song Shinin' Claymore by Erupt off of Left to Rot. heard the song shine and claymore by the band erupt off of left to rot yeah i liked that a lot man that was that was really really good the recording had just the uh, right amount of grime on it like everything was incredibly clear uh everything was uh like in the mix was was fucking bussing sounded really good it was it was loud it was like uh it was also mastered by arthur rizk who is becoming like I think he's becoming the Willie Killy of the 
of the like metal of the metal punk lane. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this guy is like mixing and mastering a lot of shit on like cool labels. So that veers more in the metal direction. Uh, yeah, that was really good. Um, you know, in the write up, it mentions like uh, Sodom and Celtic Frost. Sure. Yeah, this ha- this had a lot uh, a lot in common with Sodom and other stuff of that ilk in that era. Thrashy like 80s. Cryptic Slaughter and Possessed and shit like that. It was really, really good. Uh, this is like a, there's more bands doing this kind of stuff, but it's not close to a saturation point. Like, I think that interest in this particular style of like really grimy crossover shit is just kind of starting to like, it's just starting to climb a little bit and we're starting to get a, a wave of bands that are doing it really, really well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this, this is good. Is, this is members of other well-known bands. So yeah, they're yeah. fucking players for sure. Um, yeah. I like this a lot. I heard this a couple weeks ago or whatever, you know, you get the fucking email or whatever from static shock. And, um, yeah, yeah. I, I like this when I heard it the first time. I like it now. Um, cool. Hopefully I'll see one someday. Yeah, for sure. Well, we, um, so, we went and saw Sheer Mag mm-hmm. in Chicago, and we got a good example of this kind of stuff done really well oh. in a live setting. Yeah, Zorn was really good. Zorn life. was really good, and Zorn is doing something like very, very similar mm-hmm. to this for sure, and it probably comes from the same general scene because I think Zorn is from Philly, yeah. um, and with this being members of like sure. Sheer Mag, I imagine this is like from that same scene. Yeah, and I'm certain like there's other stuff from that area that uh, is kind of hype. Yeah, 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 for sure. Is uh, is Tempter from there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I okay. think maybe. maybe. Maybe I could be wrong about that, but anyway, there's like there's definitely seems to be an East Coast brand of this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, especially around like you know between New York and DC. Yep. Yeah, this was really good. Nothing to complain complain about here. If you if you like uh, any of the bands mentioned in the in the descriptor here or any that I mentioned, uh, there's there's very little to find fault with here. This is good ripping crossover. A theme that I'm I kind of like is this um, this adherence to sort of um medieval and like yeah. sword and sorcery well not sorcery but like sword and shield warfare i agree for sure i'm into it right yeah 100 percent. because like i think we've talked about on the show before like i think metal um topically it it does and we've talked about it with other genres too like oi and stuff there are certain genres that lend themselves so naturally to specific topics that to stray from those lyrically requires um, a level of, of skill uh, and intellect that most people do not possess, so you should probably just stick to the tried and true. Yeah. And I think this brand of, like, grimy crossover shit, talk about hacking people up with swords, talk yeah. about barbarians, yeah. sacking the city. Yeah. That's what I want out of this yeah. shit, for sure. Well, I mean, after playing several games, yeah, it's definitely the better way to kill. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. I mean... I feel like uh, it's uh, we should go back to it. Absolutely. Well, dude, I, I feel like warfare would be even more uh, disincentivized if you had to yeah. look somebody in the eyes right. and hack them up. You cheap, know, cheap as hell. For very cheap. For cheap sure. as hell. Just think about how how like how how much we could divert away from our defense budget. Yeah. Into like things that actually help people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If all we had to do was make swords and armor. The casualties are lower too overall. Yeah, because less people are willing to go up there and start swinging. <laughs> for sure, right? for sure. Yeah, no, I I one hundred percent agree. I actually I even though I I like guns in passing and the fact that like I think they're they fun. Are, they or are whatever, for pussies for sure. And they and the world would be so much better off had we never innovated in that direction. Yeah, I agree. And uh, so I often lament that we've moved right. away from sword and right. shield combat. I want to see advances in like halberd technology. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. For sure. Not 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 like you know. 
projectiles, not depleted depleted uranium projectiles and yeah. their delivery mechanisms. I want to see what are the new advances in like you know scimitar technology. It would be sick too if like instead of instead of like weapons uh, technology taking the path of like how can we kill the most people in the quickest amount of time. It was just like arms and armor evolved and just constantly trying like to one up each other in just a man to man combat. So armor got wilder, spears and halberds and shit got wilder. But but here's the thing. I I don't think I I think that it only works now if we take like now that Mm -hmm. we've gotten used to the lazy man, man, the coward's way of killing. Sure. With bullets and guns. Yeah. Right. No, nothing nothing speaks of uh nothing speaks of heroism more than killing from afar <laughs> yeah, right yeah sure <laughs> right yeah so get rid of that now okay eliminate them right like if yeah. you had a wish boom right there goes all modern weaponry yeah now we got to go back to swords mm-hmm. people are not up for that no definitely so you, you watch you watch violent crime just plummet absolutely you, dude you watch people's willingness to like you know just decide to get a bug up their ass and decide that they want that country yeah 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 goes away well i think even like yeah it's like street level cr- crime yeah you know what i mean right. like just like, like like the south side of chicago chills out a lot right. you know what i'm saying everybody like, chills out a lot because suddenly it got shit got real right yeah right there's now. no more there's no more popping off from fucking 23 like out of arm's reach right there's none of that shit it's up close and personal if 100%. you're gonna come in the house might get you might get hit with the sword for sure yeah it's no more no more of your ops pulling up on your spot and spraying you down and zipping no, away no, no, now no. it's like you got to get out and cha- challenge pull, pull a person in single combat yeah and you got to pull out your sword <laughs> right right which takes a minute for sure and and a killing people is harder with a sword yeah. in general so it's not you can't even like spray I don't know and if flee. I, don't, I, I mean I don't know if it's harder. I figure one good whack with a sword, you're probably done. Sure, but I'm but but if your if your opponent sees you coming, oh yeah, and he can square up. Yeah, or you know run, what I'm saying? Right? Yeah, or run, whatever. Yeah, like it's two people with a gun. It's just whoever gets a shot off quicker. Yeah, yeah I know. Right, you know what I, I mean? If 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 uh, if street warfare devolved into Highlander duels, it's a lot different landscape. It's a whole different landscape. For sure. I would uh, truly and 100. percent in total seriousness, I would much, much, much rather live in that world. World of swords. Because one of my least favorite things is like going to a shitty place and just having to keep my head on a swivel, you know, like, yeah. oh, good. I don't want to get fucking right. shot. Can't hide something. a sword. Can't hide a sword. Like, I, I see you coming from a mile away. <laughs> I see that sword, man. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to sure. do with that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. For sure. And I just, I like my chances yeah. better. You know what yeah. I mean? I just like my chances. Yeah. And if I need to run, that's on the table. Right. You know what I mean? Right. There's no getting shot in the back while I'm fucking turning and fleeing. No. You got to be faster than me. That's right. Yeah, for sure. So uh, not only that, so, so number one. Yeah. Less defense spending. Tr- way, right? way, bi- trillions less. Trillions less, yeah. right? Think about how all all the good that could be done to redirect it to average people. As sure. It, you know, as if, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, sure. Right. So less yeah. defense spending, right? right. Yeah. Uh, lower crime rates, mm-hmm. right? Less general shittiness globally, we 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 assume. Yeah. Eventually, we'll get we'll get used to having to use swords again, and then we'll pick it up a little bit. Right. But at least in my lifetime, for sure. And I'm not worried about motherfuckers coming right. over the hill with swords. And really. another benefit, you're in better shape. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yo, if you want to use a sword, mm-hmm. you got to get good at it. Absolutely. And that takes some some physical like it, it takes a little bit of a regiment. Yeah. Right? For sure. You're not. There's no. There's no 400 pounders dressed in fucking flak gear. No. Waving their fucking ARs around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, dude, just think of what. Think of the way in which it would defang like the American uh, right 
Oh, just you know just, what I mean. Just, like to yeah, for just, them to not be able to just like just defang American cosplayers in general. Yeah, like they would no more AR-15s, right? Oh. Like if they want to come out here and and uh, occupy the ranch, swing a sword. They gotta, they gotta, Before you do that, you got to lose that gut because it's going to throw your right. balance all off. And just just for imagine sure. the, what spills out when that gut gets slashed, right? Yeah, like a pinata of blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I wish we could live in that world, but instead we have the hell world that we, we that sure we currently do. live in. So we sure do. Um, all right, what's uh what's up next? Nine. Okay, nine is uh, Involtation with Unconquerable Dash Death. You can find this at Involtation. That's I N V U L T A T I O N dot Bandcamp dot com. Um, this came out in March of last year. It was uh, it's technically just over a year old, but when it was submitted, it was still uh, in under the deadline. Um, so I don't believe a particular song was uh, was recommended for us. Um, they've got the song Banners Under the Moon queued up to play, so we'll go with that. It's the fourth song on here. So we're going to hear Banners Under the Moon by Involtation off of Unconquerable Death.
heard the song Banners Under the Moon by Involtation off of their release Unconquerable Death. That was really good. I think uh, the individual who sent that in just said, you guys will like this. Yeah, I like that. I, I So this is actually kind of timely that this just came up because before I came over and picked you up, I was working out and listening to Rotravor Radio mm-hmm. on uh, Spotify, and there was a bunch of Angel Corps on there. Yeah. Um, which, because, you know, you're just going to show up whenever you put on any sort of death metal. Angel Corps is going to show up in that. And this definitely, I mean, there's a there's a brand of this right with like Antichrist Siege Machine and sort of and those sort of bands, yeah. uh, Gravesend. Sure, yep. Doing it in a in a bit more, I guess, of a, a shorter sort of abbreviated form. Mm-hmm. But uh, this falls in line with that sort of stuff. Absolutely. And, you know that stuff. I mean, all that stuff, Diocletian. That stuff is just like pulling super heavily, especially from like not only war metal, but specifically, I hear a lot of like the inexorable. Um, that Angel Corpse, Angel Corpse record, the inexorable sure. on it, yeah, uh, when they really that. get going. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like this a lot. There was something about this, probably because I was just listening to tracks from the inexorable, but um, I wanted this to be, like the production of this, to just be a little more, <laughs> like, louder and over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I feel that. whatever. I mean, musically, this was this was pretty good. The dirgy part that came in, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, it, it, it got me... It got me ready to go because I was, I was waiting for it to pick up, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, here it goes. And then about a minute twenty, it does. And um, yeah, I thought this fucking ruled. I thought this was really fucking good. And it's a proper fucking like release. It's ten songs. Yep. And it's half an hour, thirty three yeah. minutes of music. Yeah, and uh, I think Sentient Ruin put out the LP yep. version of this. Yep. Um, I, it looks like there are still copies available uh, of this. Only seven copies available of this on uh, the band's Bandcamp. I don't know if there are any copies still up for grabs through Sentient Ruin. Uh, but yeah, this is really good. I'm definitely going to listen to the rest of this. We'll go back and check out the rest of this uh, this band's rele- like discography. I think they only have like an EP and then maybe like a demo before mm. this. Like, they've been a band since 2015, but it looks like... I think it's a one-man oh, is it? A, oh, okay, cool, cool. So it looks like they put out like one thing in 2015 and then didn't do anything else for five years put out the ep and then just put this out mm-hmm. uh this is yeah this is really really good uh i can't remember off the top of my head who sent this in but yeah your uh your intuition was correct on this we do indeed like this a lot it fucking ripped i will say if you like this if you like music that sounds like this don't look too deeply into the personal lives of the people making it just sit back prop your feet up and enjoy the music yeah just um just check it out right yeah, for sure. enjoy it enjoy it for what it is yeah and understand that in a world of swords, uh-huh. you're probably gonna you 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 yourself will probably find um, that you embrace some pretty sketchy ideas <laughs> when you live in a world of swords. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? I think it's inevitable that yeah. that you start embracing some 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 fringe sort of thoughts. Yeah. When uh, you know the law of steel rules the land. <laughs> I agree entirely for sure. Yeah, you might find that your convictions were not so deeply held after all. Uh, but yeah, that was really good. Don't have much else to say about that. You either you either really like music that sounds like that, or you really don't like music that sounds like that. I happen to fall into the former camp, so I thought it fucking ripped. Uh, let's see what's up next. Eight. 
Okay, we're just going right down the line. Um, so next up, we've got Ritual Fog with Visions of Blasphemy. We're, we're really stra- staying true to our, our recent pivot to being actually a metal show. That's fine by me. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you can find this at ritualfog.bandcamp.com. The release is Visions of Blasphemy. This is the first release of a Memphis, Tennessee-based death metal band. Looks like it's basically just a demo. Uh, three songs. Uh, I was told to listen to the second song on here, so we are going to hear Of Dirt and Disease by Ritual Fog off of Visions of Blasphemy. <laughs> Ceremonies have been practiced in homage to various sinister gods. All right, so we just heard the song Of Dirt and Disease by Ritual Fog off of their uh, first release, Visions of Blasphemy. So I got some thoughts. I got some thoughts. I got some feelings. You were making some faces. Yeah, I got some. I have mic. I have some real mixed feelings about what we just heard, and I'm, I'm just gonna lead. I'm gonna lead with a uh, a hard assertion here, which is that what we just heard was not death metal. Uh, and y- you boys in this band, you've grown your hair out. You got in the cool T-shirts, but the hate breed tattoos still peeking out from under the short sleeve. Right? I don't think this is quite death metal yet, <clears throat> and this is. 
this is emblematic of a thing that is happening right now. I see a lot of death metal purists kind of complaining about bands like on the Maggot Stomp label not really being death metal, kind of just being like a cooler a cooler version of deathcore because we got deathcore in the a early two thousands. A little, a little, um, a little moldier version of deathcore. A, a moldier, yeah. And I think it is better, right? I think uh, yeah, it is sure. objectively better than the bullshit that we got from Suicide Silence or Job for a Cowboy or whatever. The problem is that a lot of this stuff is masquerading as like pure mold from the tomb death metal stuff, when in fact it is real. It is deathcore fundamentally, like, and. This is, it's heavy hardcore with an HM2 pedal with some more guttural vocals with better production and lyrics not about stupid shit. And for me, this results in an iteration of heavy, heavy hardcore that I think is like pretty digestible and not bad at all. And I don't mind listening to this kind of stuff. I don't necessarily seek it out, but if I'm gonna, if I have to pick between mesh shorts and flat build and this, if you guys are graduating towards you know, to, to cannibal corpse shirts and long hair. That's fine. I'll take that all day. There's that band from Japan cruelty who we've heard on the show before. Who's doing something very, very similar to this. It's moldy. It's blown out, but fundamentally it, it has a lot. I mean, it went right into the New York hardcore. There wasn't a single blast beat. In the there song. was, there was no blast beats, right? Like this is, this is HM two heavy hardcore. Yeah. And I think that's totally fine, but I just need these bands to like, understand what they are and like not do the like scribbly font stuff and be like we're a death metal band you're not you might get there someday maybe you'll get good enough at playing your instruments and like stray far enough away from heavy hardcore that you'll get there at some point and right. like i i i think i applaud the effort for sure but i think this stuff is fine being its own thing like i think cruelty is cool because they don't really necessarily claim to be a death metal band they know they are people who like hardcore and death metal and they mend the, they meld those two things and they embrace both aspects of it and they know who their audience is right like they're equal parts new york hardcore and coffins and i think that's cool yeah this this stuff and shit in this lane would benefit from that level of self-awareness i think cuz you're going to make death metal people <laughs> you're going to just you're go, you're not reaching death metal people with this stuff you're you're basically reaching people in your same demographic which is hardcore dudes who are currently in the process of growing out their hair and i think that's a fine lane to be in i just don't like this stuff being i don't like being misled no <laughs> you know what i mean it, it it i don't think it's it's necessarily trickery yeah. but um in in Virtually every respect, yeah, except for execution, mm -hmm. this is death metal. Yes, right? right. Topically, yeah, right. Sure. The tones of the instruments, right, right. Not the playing, right, right. The way these guys look, the way these guys dress, the yep. fucking layout of the tape, right. Yes. Everything about this is death metal, except for right. the songs, right. Exactly, right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, it's just you know, it's and and it's it's yeah, like this is clearly fucking heavy heavy hardcore filtered through right. like a death a deathcore or death metal lens but it's it, it is still fundamentally heavy hardcore right um um it it's 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 picking up some of like the the i guess um most accessible mm -hmm. and sort of um uh common trends like right. the, the, the the jump on points exactly for a lot of death metal for like sure hm2 pedal yep and stuff like that you know and, and we always talk about how a lot of bands might try to ape like bolt thrower right this isn't aping bolt thrower but a lot of like a lot of hardcore bands or hardcore 
aficionados that are starting to play death metal sort of play like the, the bolt thrower thing was pretty sure. pretty fun you know yeah I don't know um, yeah I, I, this doesn't this doesn't bother me that much but this is decidedly as I would agree this is only halfway death metal for sure and like I said I I, I don't want to discourage people from playing stuff like this because if you're graduating out of mesh short stuff into this I would so much rather have this be a gateway drug into heavy music in general than the really low bar of entry that like jock hardcore presents. Oh yeah. Because this is a little bit, this is like, this is certainly a, a, a couple steps up from that. I think it's all around better. Like in, in every sort of, every quality of this is more, it's <laughs> like, it's easier on the ears than even the best like flat bill hardcore. So right. I, I don't want to discourage anybody from doing this. And I, like I said, I think it's, it's, it's sick that you're like on the path to doing something cooler than probably what you were doing. And I would be more than happy if this were the new standard meathead entry point into like heavy music. Yeah. If we can pivot to this entirely and get rid of all mesh short stuff, that's totally cool. But yeah, this, this isn't really death metal. That's fine. Whatever. This is cool. I, I won't seek stuff out like this, but I think it's a really good gateway drug for younger kids trying to get into like death metal and heavy music in general. So more power to you. you yeah. Know? Have fun. Yeah, for sure. All right. What's up next? All right. Seven. Damn. We really are just rolling moving. high tonight. Man. We're, we're just moving right down the line. Um, okay. So we have got uh barren soil. You can find this at earthandirt.bandcamp.com. I wish this was B A R O N. Yes, like I am the I am Baron Soil. Yeah. Yes, for sure. And the yes, and the whole thing was centered around a character named Baron Soil. Or B A R O N apostrophe S O I L. Baron's oil. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is this is a realize, realize, realize yeah. situation. Baron soil. <laughs> Baron soil. Baron's oil. <laughs> yes, for, for sure. Okay. So yeah, you can find this at earthanddirt.bandcamp.com. Um, I think Micah recommended either of the first two songs. He said it comes in uh, pretty ripping right off the right Let's off. Let's go the, with it then. Radical Madness. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we're gonna listen to Radical Madness by Baron Soil off their self-titled release. <laughs>
Okay, we just heard the song Radical Madness by the band Baron Soil off of their debut self-titled release. So our buddy Micah, who uh, I should also note this band's from Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. So our buddy Micah, who sent this in, definitely a connoisseur of, of this type of shit in general. And anytime he sends something our way, I, I pretty much know, uh, A, he knows our taste. B, he is a man of uh, inc- incredibly uh, exacting tastes himself, so I know it's, it's going to be good. Yeah, and generally speaking, I think that uh, in many ways, in, in many realms of punk and hardcore, he has much better taste, much more discerning taste than, than we do. Abs- absolutely, yes, for sure. So, um, so he described this stuff as being a mix of like doom, extreme noise terror type of shit with uh, a little, uh, a dash of stench stuff like Axe Grinder, which I, th- I think yep. is pretty accurate on this. But so the, uh, the newer wave of bands doing this type of crust have been a real breath of fresh air for me in this world because I think crust got like really, really fucking boring for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I was totally checked out mm-hmm. of it. Which sucks because so much shit like Doom and Extreme Noise Terror and shit was a huge gateway drug for me into so much other extreme music and and it remains some of my favorite bands. Sure. And bands doing like in the late eighties and early nineties doing like crusty D beat shit, I think you have some of the sickest bands. I mean disrupt, right? Like right. Insane. Sure. So fucking good. Doom. I mean, we, you mentioned Doom, yeah. but like Fanatophobia, I, that's one of my favorite fucking crust records of the era. Yeah, it's insane. It's so good. And that shit is burly and fast and fucking ripping. And mean. And really mean. And crust got like, you have the brand of crust that got very up its own ass and got very cerebral and arty. And then you have the brand of crust that like really fell into just like the back patch and bum flap malaise of like, we're doing the same thing over and over again we're not trying to do we're not really trying like we're playing d beat influence stuff but it's not really fast you know what i mean yeah. it, it just like basement crust in general got like so fucking played out and yeah. there was very few bands that i saw that i was like yeah that ripped that right. was sick and i feel like there are a handful of new bands a lot of most of which i've heard because people have sent them into the show that are doing a classic take, like a take on classic like crust and D beat stuff in a way that feels really refreshingly ripping. I think that a lot of the things that plagued crust that we saw mm-hmm. of the you know the past fifteen years, right? Yeah, when I stopped paying attention to it, basically. Yeah, um, the message became more important than the music for sure, right? Yeah, and that's always problematic. Absolutely, right? That's yes. always problematic. I yeah. mean, you know, there there are a few exceptions where I think that that still like even now going back and revisiting there are a few exceptions where i'm like okay i'll tolerate this but only because it's conflict yeah 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 you know what i mean yep and and like berkshire cunt is one of my favorite fucking songs of that era right yeah right but still there are a lot of fucking conflict and crass songs where i'm like next sure next yeah i get it yeah message first is always like uh it's um it's a telling sign of things to come. Yeah, right? it's a bummer. And long intros. Yep. Long, long intros that slowly build. Sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a right. lot of that in crust right. for a minute. Yeah. Increasing, increasing incorporation of like um, brown car hearts in place of black leather. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, incense smoke and candles. Right. Yes. You see, those, if you go see a crust band and they're starting to break out the candles and put them on the fucking heads. Yeah. Problem. A lot of bands like uh, heard Fall of a Frafa and they were like, we could do that. And, no, you can't. Fall of a Frafa could do that and that's about it. Yeah, just, um, you know, keep it fucking angry. Keep it fucking mean. Never forget yep. that that's the fucking point. 
Right, for sure. Because again, I, I've talked about before, like cr- crust is fundamentally just an iteration of hardcore punk, right? right? So I want it to sound like that still. Right. I want it to still be uh, distinctly hardcore in flavor. And right. This is. Right. This is great. Yeah, I like this a lot. This this has everything about the genre that uh, that that forced me to get these stupid anarchy and equality tattoos on my wrist when I was seventeen. So yeah. this was great. Uh, thanks to Micah for sending it in. Like I said, reliably sends in good shit. We'll, uh, also, very strong first release. Uh, I mean, I'm going to, uh, presumably, that song was really good. I'll listen to the rest Proper of this. Proper release, too. Yeah, eight songs right out the gate on tape. That's solid. Fuck yeah. Uh, we'll for sure listen to the rest of this. Uh, what's up next? Six. <laughs> Goddamn, <laughs> I wish we were fucking playing for real tonight. I know, for real. <laughs> I'd, I'd, it'd be a TPK for you motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Okay, so this is X-Pilots. You can find this at xpilots.bandcamp.com. This is the Gadge Split C30, which is, again, I, I don't know if this is actually a split release or if that's just a... Oh, yeah, okay, so it is a split with the band Gadge. I don't know what C30 means. Maybe that's just, like, the the release... Um, like the the catalog number of the release, who fucking knows? Um, I don't know anything about this band either. I think that they're from yeah, okay, they're from Pittsburgh. From Pittsburgh, I don't think that we had this band on the show before. Um, I don't know. I can't like it doesn't it doesn't ring any particular bells. It looks like it's going to be like some some alt rocky stuff from the from the tags down at the bottom. So um, I don't think that a particular song was uh, recommended. They got the first song queued up to play, so we're going to listen to the song "Hammer" by X Pilots off of their split with Gadge. <laughs> heard the song hammer by the band x pilots off of their split with the band gadge so i think this is also like predominantly it seems to be a a solo project 
of one uh, Ethan Oliva, uh, Oliva uh, with uh, a couple guest appearance from other musicians, but I think this is pretty much like a, a solo recording project. So if anybody who knows my tastes uh, could probably predict uh, that I liked that a, a lot. If you know some of the kind of music that I have made in the last 10 years of my life, you could probably predict that I like that a lot. Um, it's a, the exact type of like lo-fi college rock shit that um, has appealed to me since I was a, basically a little kid. Uh, I'm interested to he hear how you felt about it. I, I, this was, I like this. This was pretty schizophrenic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it really clicked for me around the one minute mark. When it slowed hit, down. It hit a really sick riff there. I agree. Yeah. It was really catchy. Um, I like this, but ironically, I wish it were just 25% less lo-fi. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I wish, yeah. I, I wish it was just a little brighter and matched like, I, I don't, I just wish it were a little brighter, a little bit clearer and a little bit fuller. Yeah, for sure. I could, I, I could stand for a, just a, a pinch more production value on this. Not a ton, but this was like, like, um, this was very much in the, like the guided by voices school of like lo-fi college rock type of stuff. And it, it very much, uh, sort of focused in on the essence of what makes a lot of those songs so good. Cause guided by voices is a band with an immense catalog that has like some of the best indie rock songs ever written in there mixed in with so much filler shit. Cause like that's a dude who just put every idea he ever had to tape and released all of it, which I think is a cool move, but it makes for an unbelievably like dense um, listening experience because you have to, you have to just like dig through to find like the true nuggets in there. And there are hundreds and hundreds of them over the course of the last, you know, 30 years or whatever. But this, I think really takes like the best parts of the best aspects of a band like Guided by Voices and tosses them all in a blender and does it really well. It really hones in on what makes uh, that particular brand of like lo-fi college rock so good. Um, I like everything about this. I like that the lyrics are kind of like esoteric and they're not like real saccharine sweet. They're not like self-pitying. They're very, very open-ended. Oh, yeah, that would have that would have completely changed my opinion. Yeah, for sure. If there was if there was some boo hooing in there, right? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. No, this is really good. Uh, agreed. I think the I think if the production value were just a little bit higher, um, it would probably increase the accessibility of this just a just a tad bit. Um, this is probably going to be for like lo-fi lo-fi diehards but i thought this was really really good and uh this is the type of year when i usually find myself pivoting back to like actively listening to shit in this vein for sure days are getting warmer yeah for sure so yeah that was really good we'll for sure check out the rest of this we'll probably go check back uh go, go back and check out some of the the previous releases as well that that was good stuff and i like i very much like that there is like a new swath of of bands who are 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 leaning into this era and this style of indie rock stuff and doing a really good job on it. Like a band like, I mean, they're doing a different thing because theirs is, uh, James's stuff is much more uh, Anglo-centric, but like Daisy, you know what I mean? Like pulling from that general era of indie rock and doing a really good job at approximating it. Um, all right, what's next? Three. All right, three is Norna with Star is Way, Way is I. I think when at first I said star is way, way is I. Star is way, way is I. <laughs> so it's probably star is way, way is I. But the lack of the comma in there tripped me up. Uh, I'm going to say if there's no comma there. Yeah. 
Stars way, way as I. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. So you can find this at Norna, N-O-R-N-A.bandcamp.com. Uh, this is a band from Sweden. Like I said, uh, it was described to me as as being for fans of shit like Neurosis. Um, certainly, like the the song lengths would indicate that's probably probably the case. Um, so they have the first song queued up to play, which is luckily also one of the shorter songs on here because they they go long on a couple of these. So we're gonna hear the song "The Truther" by Norna off of "Star Is Way Way Is I." <laughs>
Okay, so we just heard the song The Truther by Norna off of Star Is Way. Way Is I. Uh, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, I really like that a lot. Um, I always, I, th- I think I mentioned, I, I think every time I, I mention Neurosis, I end up mentioning, mentioning Times of Grace, right? Because like, yeah. I feel like, I feel like that is the jumping off point for a ton of shit mm-hmm. afterwards, right? Absolutely. And this is clearly pulling from that era of Neurosis a lot. But there's also... I mean, yes, it is almost, I'm going to say this is like 90% times a grace neurosis. Ab- yeah, absolutely. It's right. very, very close. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. And any and anything else you're going to say it sounds like is derivative of times a grace era neurosis. Yes, right? for sure. Um, I, I really, this is, this is, um, when this sort of like post metal, post everything sort of doom mm-hmm. is, uh, is performed, this is how I want it done. Yeah. I was going to say the exact same Don't, thing. Don't, like, like I, I love the dr- almost droney, trance-inducing like heaviness behind everything. I agree. Um, and and I, I really hate it when bands like this that w- where they drop off of that to give you some sort of like interlude or to like no 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 keep the fucking yes. heat on the whole fucking time. I, w- I yeah I want this with no with no uh, ambience, no ambience, no no artistic flair, and right. whatever artistic flair is in there is absolutely. St- pummeled to death right underneath the heavy underneath the heaviness that is just crushing over top of everything and yeah and um when it's done that way i'm very very happy i agree i could listen to three hours of this for sure yeah it, it's yes exactly i agree this is type of this is this is very long haul listening shit for me uh this is like I want this. We've said it on the show before, but we don't come up against this kind of stuff on the show that frequently because I think it's frankly very rarely done this well uh, currently. Um, but I want this stuff to sound like the end of the world. I want this yes. to be a, 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 a fucking asteroid crashing right. down. You right. Know I, I, mean? I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I hate it. I hate it when. Um, well. I mean, even the members of Neurosis, right? They're yeah. all old men now. So, sure. you know, of course they're going to do old men things, right. right? Yeah. I'm not interested in Steve Von Till's solo project. For sure. I'm interested in when Steve Von Till is doing something like this. Right, yes. Right? Yeah. I don't give a shit about his grandpa guitars <laughs> yeah. and the fucking incense smoke in right. the mood he's trying to set. Sure. Fuck off. Yeah, I agree. Welcome to a world of swords. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I guarantee you that if it was a world of swords, yeah. I would definitely... Lay siege to a Steve Vontel performance. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. So, so when I hear something like this, that is this good, uh, and drawing from, uh, from like the classic era of this type of shit, like I think about how strange it is that that this form of music, it, this form of music, became one of the most like gentrified and neutered forms yes. of metal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think that's what I was trying to get to yeah. with the Steve Von Till and the post-neurosis and, like, even, like, later, yes. like, late, late neurosis in the yeah. past 10 years. I And I think, and I'm not, I'm not laying this firmly at their feet, like, all the responsibility, because there are a lot there are a lot of factors that play into this, but there was a time when music like this was was purely uh within the realm of interest of like crusty basement weirdos and and people in that general orbit right and like it was not beard and ipa music no and i think that one of the the i think one of the main jumping off points for that sort of process to begin was when this stuff 
entered into like the Hydra head world mm. because Hydra head put out shit in this vein for sure. They put out like a lot of sludgy stuff. They put out cavity. They put out like keel hall and shit and they put out, um, all the early ISIS stuff. Right. And then they stopped putting stuff out and became a burger restaurant. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so I think when this, and, and then, and you had, and then you had bands from the more main mainstream, like hardcore metalcore scene of the nineties move in to start making music like this. And naturally people who are into more straight ahead, hardcore, at least in my personal experience are like, are more inclined in their old age to become like IPA beard guys. Like I've seen that happen, be the graduation the, the that that is like the, the the graduating class of our of our general uh like period of interest like the 90s the mid 90s to like early 2000s of of like hardcore and stuff a lot of those graduated into like ipa dads i, I like okay so i i you know we all well i know exactly what you mean by an ipa dad yeah right sure like ipa right, right. what could be more irritating right yes right i don't give a shit yeah <laughs> Drink your fucking beer and shut the fuck up, <laughs> yeah, right? For sure, yeah. Dad. Right, yeah. What could be more irritating than the hardcore heavy metal dad? Right. Right? Your kid doesn't like your fucking music pops. Right. Right? <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, for sure. Right? So I, I, I know exactly what you mean. I think I think you you had you had bands like Today is the Day that were like a gateway for a lot of dudes in that general scene to get into stuff like this. Yeah, but what's crazy too is like, especially, well, I mean, Today is the Day is... When you look at it, like both musically and thematically, mm -hmm. is is um really really standoffish for sure. I mean, I fucking love that band. Right, I love that band, and and I love all, all of this like uh, of that like late late '90s to like turn of the century Hydrahead stuff that we're talking about right. for sure. I like all of that shit. I like Keelhaul a lot. I like the that uh, that ca the cavity stuff from that era a lot. I even like uh, the early ISIS stuff, and but early it, Pelican it, stuff. It did but become like retirement home shit for sure. This became this became like the retirement plan for dudes who were tired of playing like mosh metal shit, right. and they were like. We have Sovtech heads now. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're we're spending thousands on gear, right. and we also like cigars. Right, and we got kids, and we got kids. For right. sure. I wish the I wish the retirement plan was to become family annihilators. <laughs> yeah, for sure, that would be a lot like, cooler. If they were really clinging to the spirit of today is a day, right. that's exactly what they'd fucking do. Yeah, for sure. So I, I, it sucks that we've talked about this with like grindcore and stuff in a in a in a totally different respect. But on the flip side, like same general idea, it sucks that this this form of music just got totally just cut off at the knees and turned into like lame dad music. What if what if instead of a horrifically annoying and lame rash of like gray-haired bearded dads, yeah, right, returning to like the play this, mm -hmm. like this is the ultimate heaviness. Yeah. Instead, we had a horrifically terrifying rash of family annihilation. <laughs> That'd be fucking from, sick. From like 1997 to 2019, yeah. there was just like an insane <laughs> amount of family annihilation yeah. occurring. That'd be cool. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to put like real, real violence out there into the world or anything really at, at my core. But I will say like, 
if people are going to be up in arms and like still on their satanic panic shit about this kind of stuff That's, in 22, I, let's said, give them a reason. I've said, man, give them a reason give them to a fucking, fucking sweat. Right? Yeah, for sure, dude. Let's right? let's turn up the heat on these motherfuckers, yeah. you know? Right. Let's start fucking putting our money where our mouth, mouths are and like wiping out whole whole neighborhoods. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why not? Why not? In the name of, and make it clear. Yeah. In the name of Satan. In the name of Satan, for sure. Yeah. Right? yeah no bones, no about, bones it. about it. <laughs> right? right? Yes. And, you know, the satanic temple will be like, hey, 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 that's not us. We are just a, a legal group there right. to protect your, like, fuck you, dude. This yeah. is in the name of Satan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Right? This is my satanic truth. Yeah, we got to take Satan back from the philosophers. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? Give it back to the fucking knuckle draggers. Give it back <laughs> to the, right. give it back to those that are ready to live by the law of steel. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, if I had to carry a sword, yeah. everything I do is in the name of Satan. <laughs> Absolutely. Everything I fucking do. Of course. Everything yes. I do in the, is in the name of Satan. Of course. Right? Yeah, it's a no-brainer, right? <laughs> yeah, of course, dude. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so there you go. Our little, uh, our little aside and rant about the neutering of this, uh, at its core, very, very cool form of music. Um, let's. Uh, we got some messages to listen to, and then we got to fucking bounce over to uh, to our friend's house so we can play music with our little with our little group, our stupid little band, our stupid little group. Uh, so let's hear some messages. All right. Well, guys. Whoops. God damn. You're not kidding. That's a bad look. Um, I, uh, so bad. I'm, I think I'm just going to stop drinking, man. That was deeply embarrassing. God, if you can't tell who this is, then, uh, apparently you weren't paying attention to the last episode. Uh, damn. Funny thing is, is I was like, man, I should call, I should, I should message Gray and be like, hey, man, um, Cancel that last message because I dig up that stupid van that I'm just going to stop talking about. But, uh, no, like, fuck. I'm glad I didn't because I'm, like, not joking. I just quit smoking cigarettes, and I'm probably going to quit. I got, you know, the gout and the – you get to an age where it's not even entertaining and it's just boring to do in the first place. All right, well, we'll see how it goes. But I think this is my first try at uh, actually being sober for a while. Uh Love you guys still. Okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah, a few weeks ago, you know, if you you can go back and listen to the episode if you need some additional context for this, because a few weeks have passed. But uh, but yeah, that's that's good, buddy. I think I think you I think you arrived at you arrived at the logical conclusion. Yeah. Of of that line of thought. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely wasn't a point of trying to call you out. No, not at all. Just uh, it's just one of those things where I, I take a pretty hard stance on that topic. Yeah, me too. And and I and I would be uh, I would be an ultimate pose dog if I uh, if I didn't say something about it just because you're a dude that I happen to like. Right. I and think actually, it sucks I no think matter if what. If you're a dude that you ha- we happen to like, uh, that's even more reason for us to say something. Yeah, yeah, for so sure. Take care of you. Take care of yourself, buddy. We're behind you. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Regarding music that uh, you don't normally like, unless it's in a specific context, Nate brought up wrestling and it immediately brought to mind. Uh, the Midnight Express and their entry entrance music uh, by Giorgio Moroder and the the, the the chase theme from the movie Midnight Express. Uh, I don't have any great love for Giorgio Moroder. Uh, I think he's fine. He did you know the soundtrack to Cat People. That's fine. Donna Summer's perfectly fine, but it's not anything I give a shit about. But there's just something about that entrance music in particular with Midnight Express that I just thought was so fucking awesome as a kid. Like. They were ridiculous, you know. Jim Cornette with his tennis racket was fucking ridiculous, and uh, 
the music just encapsulated that. It was just absolutely perfect and totally awesome. So I I actually like Giorgio Moroder a fucking lot. Uh, and actually, I was indeed on the road trip down to Hattiesburg on the way back. We were listening to a lot of the uh, Giorgio Moroder produced uh, uh, Donna Summer stuff that you just brought up because I fucking love that shit. It is stuff that I care about quite a lot. But also, as a tie-in uh, to, to what you were talking about with the, like the Midnight Express and shit, I actually have decided um, that now as a 32-year-old man, I'm finally going to get into classic wrestling because it's a thing that I like missed out on as a kid. Like, are even, you going back to the eighties? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because so on Peacock, like the free streaming service, they have all of it. Oh really? Yes. Okay. I'm going to get into it. old wrestling as well. Yes, for sure. Like all of it. It's been a while. All the promo videos, fucking everything. And it, I, I've always known that in principle it kicks ass, but like, even though, my family was a uh, working class income bracket. I think they, they strived very hard to not let us be like culturally white class or yeah. uh, like white trash. Yeah. So I just missed out on that stuff. Uh, even though I was like brought up in the attitude era and it would have been the exact time for, for a kid to jump into that type of shit. I just missed it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It just wasn't something that anybody in my family was interested in. And as I got older and I looked back on all that shit, I'm like, dude, the theatrics of this, everything about this is totally in my wheelhouse, mm -hmm. but it just, it's so fucking dense. And there is like, where do I jump in with this shit? None of this stuff is readily available. You got to search for it on YouTube. So then when Peacock just was like, Hey, here's, all the classic WCW stuff, ECW stuff, whatever. It's all here for you to consume. I was like, no better time than now. So I've been going back and watching like some classic like promos and WrestleManias and shit. And uh, it kicks ass. It absolutely kicks ass. Like the the theater of it, the athleticism of the people yeah. involved is fucking wild. The looks in general. Yeah, dude, it's great. It, and, 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 um, might I also suggest the, um, the cultural tropes. Yeah, right? sure. Yes. As, as inappropriate as they might be today. Yeah. Right? They're great. Awesome. Yeah, I, they fucking rule. Because it, it, it was basically, it was real life Street Fighter. It, yeah, it was. It, it was, was great. It was, and it was cartoonish in, yes. in its disregard for um, sensitivities. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it, it, it kicks ass. This was, uh, I chose a good time. I'm in a good point in my life where I have like a, a little extra brain power to dedicate towards something stupid. I already have so, I've accrued so much knowledge about subculture over the years. Um, I've, I finally have enough, uh, enough space and time to, to accrue knowledge about something else. So the minutia of some other bullshit interest that I, I probably should have had when I was a kid. So, uh, and also might I point out Jim Cornette, one of my favorite fucking heels of all time, man. Yeah. Like just as a manager, just, I mean, he was so fucking shitty. Yeah. Right. With the tennis racket. Yeah. Looking at his Wikipedia here. Mm -hmm. Here's some new information. He's an atheist and a democratic socialist. So that kicks ass. Hell yeah. There you go. <laughs> Good for him, my right. man. There you go. All right. Let's uh let's hear the next message. Hey, I'm in my car. I don't know how good this is gonna sound. It sounds pretty shitty when I'm on a normal phone. But uh hope you can understand what I'm saying. Um I'm not gonna get into specifics of anything, but I'm just wondering, can you guys recall a time or specific instance when a hardcore kid use the, the gun they brandish to shoot anybody or do we just walk around with glocks in our pants as part of the costume like our champion sweater our over the shoulder tote bag and our glock uh yeah i'm wondering if uh, anyone in hardcore has ever shot a living human being before bye 
Yeah, man, it's so funny. Uh, what a what a meme I am because I'm currently wearing a champion hoodie and I have an older over the shoulder tote bag. No Glock on me at present, but um, so because. I'm from northern Indiana where there were a lot of, like, bona fide fucking goon idiots. Um, I do know a couple people who have personally at least shot in the general direction of somebody else because it was very stupid hardcore beef, and I won't incriminate anybody because I think all of those people uh, served their <laughs> served their time and paid their debt to society. So I do know a couple people who have who have shot in, in at least at least acted like they were trying to hit somebody else with the, with, uh, with, with, um, with a gun. But that is the, certainly the exception and not the rule. And like, yeah, I, I, I know you're ref what you're referencing. I won't even get into it. There was a, a very stupid incident that was publicized on, on the hardcore, on the hardcore internet recently where somebody, uh, maybe supposedly brandished a gun at somebody else at a show and obviously nothing came of it. I will say I've seen a zillion times more instances of somebody like, you know, flashing a piece or acting like they were going to do some shit than I ever have experienced or even heard about somebody actually doing anything. So, yes, I, I think your theory that it is a part of simply part of the costume is is far more accurate than than anything else. Yes, yeah, it is part of the costume. And you know what else would put a stop to it real fucking quick? Swords. Swords. Absolutely. Well, we did see somebody pull a machete. We did see somebody pull a machete, <laughs> yeah. right? No, I'm saying, I'm saying, yeah. if, if uh, I'm just saying. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's, uh, let's hear the next one. Uh, this is Tyler Hammer. Um, I'm le- I was leaving Taco Bell, and I saw a grown man, a middle-aged man, wearing a tool hoodie. So, peace. Okay. There you go. Uh, that's, a, that's a place you would see a tool hoodie. Sure. sure. That's, I would expect that more than a young man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, middle-aged man leaving Taco Bell. That's, that's the tool demographic. Uh, also, real quick plug for, for Tyler's podcast, The Kings of Punk, because I was just listening to the most uh, recent episode before I came over here today, um, they, I think it's not the final, but maybe the second second to last episode of their their March Mayhem thing, where they're doing like Pussheads thing. We guessed it on an episode. I'm glad we weren't on these episodes because now we're getting down to the nitty. They're getting down to the nitty gritty. They are, yeah. The matchups are pretty gnarly now. Like they're they're genuinely. There might be fighting words at that point. They're very well, and there were. I, I would say anybody go listen to that show. I think it's good. It's a lot of fun to listen to. But they had uh, Cougar, who sings for their band Leaking Head, on, and then their other friend Connor. And uh, I don't know that dude. He seems like a real nice, funny, uh, good-natured guy um, who seems like he got into punk and hardcore via death metal and other stuff. So he's kind of late to the game on a lot of classic releases and has some of the worst opinions about (laughs) classic, like, 80s hardcore that I've ever heard in my life. Like, he said, like, uh, the negative approach 7-inch was dog shit. Yeah. yeah, it was unbelievable. So if you, I, obvious, I'm 32 years old at this point. I don't give a shit. If I had heard that when I was 22, I would have probably. Well, it does. I, I would have asked somebody for that guy's address. Probably. It's categorically wrong. Yeah, for sure. But uh, but if you want to just hear some really wild, off the wall opinions, the most the most recent episode of that um, is a uh, is a is a good listen. So, um, all right, let's hear the next one. How we doing, gentlemen? Nate, want you to take it easy on the camp fish. Uh, you will get mercury poisoning from that. All right. Have a good one. Joe's worried about you getting mercury poisoning yeah, from the can. I the watch. I fish. watch out. You know. Okay. Cool. I don't. I don't eat a ton of canned fish, but um, you know, when I was like really, really deep in like my 
caring about animals phase of, of veganism, which I, I mean, I, I still am. Fundamentally, I still feel the way same way, but I don't. What else is there if you don't care about animals? Oh, well, some people do it because they think they're like reducing their carbon footprint, which yeah. is like a really it's a deeply misguided way to go about it because you're you're killing the earth just simply by existing. So, well, I mean, I mean, I think that there is a valid argument for that. But, um, you know. Let's not get too full of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, but when I was real deep in it, like, we got to save them, man. Um, Dusty was eating a lot of canned tuna at the tattoo shop that I was managing at the time. And uh, just because he knew it would make me sad, he was like, dude, you know what the best pan part of canned tuna is? Every once in a while, you get a little piece of dolphin as an extra treat. <laughs> <laughs> I got so sad. Got so 23-year-old 20, me was really sad about that. I just picked up four cans of uh, giant squid and ink sauce. I right can't on. wait to dig into that for lunch. This I always week. liked squid. Dude, the, the giant squid and ink sauce looks abhorrent. Yeah, it looks horrible. It tastes so fucking good. I never had any. I always, uh, I always had, like, calamari or, like, uh, squid and eel and stuff and octopus in the in the context of, like, yeah. sushi, and I always really liked it. But It's not the giant squid species. Right. No, of course not. <laughs> but it's big chunks of squid, yeah, in black oily sauce. Yeah, it's what's good. it? What's the what's the what's the ink sauce taste like? It tastes smoky and salty, and okay. uh, uh, not, not quite like barbecue. It has like a, a smoky, salty taste. Okay, because I was gonna say because squid isn't particularly fishy. You know, no. it's got its own character. Right. Yeah. The squid is tender. It falls apart. Sits up well on a trisket. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Squid's good. Um, all right. Let's hear the last message of the night. Fucking Neff. I'm driving home, I'm an hour or two into fucking hell week, and normally, I don't start shit with Nate. However, you fuck. You basically go through talking about how everything's fucking banal, and you end up creating this mixture of the thing with Lovecraft, but also inadvertently, like, tell the entire plot of fucking Eternals. And if that's a fucking spoiler, Eat all of the shit out of my bottle. Well, I've never watched, I've not watched The Eternals, nor do I even give two squirts of fucking piss about it. Yeah, it's a really, really fucking bad movie. I like the, I like the Neil Gaiman Eternals stuff. Um, it's pretty good. Neff, you know, you, you're, you're pretty renowned at this point for leaving messages that are like, it seems like non sequitur after non sequitur. Uh, you don't leave messages as frequently as you once did, and you don't seem to be as drunk in many of them as you once were, which I appreciate. Um, but it was still very tough for me to decipher what you were even talking about uh, because that would require me to like actually remember anything that we said. It was when we were talking about that um, Diabolizer record. Ah, okay. Which yeah, is yeah, really yeah. good. And sure. I was talking about how I wished that shit was real. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. More so than I wish Satan was real. Yeah, for sure. Which he is. <laughs> right? which he is and i serve him and but uh um yeah I don't, I don't i don't even know i know it's a fucking superhero movie yeah it sucks it's really fucking bad no, they all do <laughs> well that's not true <laughs> um okay we got a couple we got a couple quick messages uh so first up um quick question any of you guys believe or have any experiences with cryptids i know nate works in the woods any cryptid experiences out there uh no and no yeah i so I have a, I, I have had a, a lifelong fascination with cryptids. I would say as a young kid into like very early adulthood, I was like fully on board the cryptid train because I just, I really wanted to believe in, not on all of them, but in certain ones. But yeah, it could, it could happen. Uh, and then as I've gotten older and, and, um, and decided to defer to the experts on these issues, it's become increasingly clear that in fact, no, uh, 
pretty much all famous cryptids do not exist. And if you go back far enough with shit like the Loch Ness Monster and stuff, you can actually find, like, really clear uh, roots for how these ideas, like, evolved socially and, and t- took on a life of their own. Um, so, no, I don't believe in cryptids. No, I have not had any experience with cryptids. That's not to say that uh, with the massive amount of, like, unexplored uh, terrain on the planet and the wild amount of di- biodiversity that exists out there and the number of new species that 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 we still discover certainly there's plenty of potential for wild creatures to exist out there but in terms of like is there could, could north america support a secret grade eight population uh unequivocally no you know what i mean so there you no. go yeah, I, my my only my my only experience with cryptids yeah was going to a bigfoot conference in 2009 uh-huh my buddy Steve and I sure. we went to a Bigfoot conference near our hometown. Yeah. Hung out. It was a fucking blast. It was so I'm fucking sure. funny. Yeah. Like they straight up had researchers pre- right. presenting, you know, um, like presenting seminars on like the, 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 the life history of Bigfoot and right. the uh, demographics, you know, and, and reproductive biology and behavior and so forth and these things. Yeah. And er- all of them, all of them were, were pure speculation. Of course. And they all ended, they all, every single one of them, every 20 to 30 minute presentation ended with, with these new trail cameras, we're going to get them this time. <laughs> there's no way, there's no way we're not going to get them this time. I, I appreciate, like, I appreciate the wherewithal and the devotion of those people in spite of, like, the entire scientific world laughing at them in unison, that they're, like, really. I mean, I mean, okay, I could see, you know, in the 80s. Sure. Uh, Maybe we get them. Right. But it's going to be really tough. Yeah. But now? Yeah, dude. Come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Come on. I mean, I mean, you know, I, you know, there, there's all sorts of tech out there. We, we could fly a fucking drone with certain, like, cameras that can actually pick up heat signatures. And uh, you can just, like, there, there's, there's research done to look for really cryptid, cryptic, not cryptid, cryptic species of organisms like snakes. Mm-hmm. And they just look for the heat signature of the snake in this, you know, habitat that it's in. And they find them. And you can count them that way. And it's super expensive. But yeah. you can do it. Well, you can also look for like and an, and ancient architecture in like the rainforest with and like flyover. Fucking, there's fucking cameras everywhere. For sure, yeah. We we would have. I think we would have seen them by now, boys. Yeah. It's time to give up the ghost give, on that give one. Give it up. Um, it Kill cri- yourself. Cri- <laughs> cryptids are cryptids are real fun. I get it. But Your whole life has been wasted for sure. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 the cult thing, right? Take it's, it out on your family that's home. They never come out to support you on your hunt for Bigfoot. It's, time to <laughs> annihilate. <laughs> it's it's the cult thing or the Trump thing or whatever. It's like once you're so deep into something, yeah. to admit that you made a big mistake is like more embarrassing than at family least for these people than just doubling down and be yeah. like no it's real yeah um all right next uh next text that we got you guys always thank the folks who submit good music but i would personally love to thank all the folks who bravely submit terrible music makes the show more fun for me there you go there you go thanks to you too thanks to all of you um then we have got a message uh somebody is holding up a uh or the a mortuary a mortuary spawn cd um and then said uh, when I first started listening to the pod, I was confused as to why you'd referenced a, a band or sound as being PV. I'm gay and retarded. Love the podcast. Did we? What? I don't know what that means. Mm, it's been a while. I don't know either. I, I, are, are, were you mishearing something, or did we like describe things as being like, yes, this sounds like it's coming out of a PV amp, 
because that is certainly a thing. Absolutely, there is there is a there is a PV sound of like metal and hardcore. No ja- no doubt. Maybe we maybe when we were talking about like scooped mids, like PV metalcore kind of stuff, mm, that, that might have been it. Um, or maybe PV power violence. Oh, PV. Yes, yes. That's probably that's it. probably that's it. probably it. Um, <laughs> okay, and then the next one up. Uh, the last one, in reference to my call, I'm sure someone in FSU has actually shot somebody, but I bet even 99% of those dudes aren't shooters. And then sent us a picture of I, what I think is the person who maybe did the pistol flashing in the incident that I was talking about and said, do you think this guy has ever or will ever shoot someone? Yeah. I could say unequivocally no. It looks pretty cool. Unless unless it's uh, unless it's like an Elliot Rogers-style campus shooting, in which case it, it might that might go down. But in terms of like uh, a, a gang-related, no. I don't think those so. fucking those fucking sunglasses. The Matrix sunglasses, yeah, those are fucking sick. Dude. I hope those make it come back. I would personally <laughs> yeah. love to see that. Right? Oh, dude, that'd be great. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't wear them. No, no, no. But I would. I would. I would love to see like leather duster type shit. Yeah, come like back. people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, people wearing like slick hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. with goggle sunglasses yes. and dusters and being very serious about oh, it. Oh man, that would be kick ass, yeah. dude. And like cyber combat boots and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I want everybody to look like they're in a fucking William Gibson novel again for a little a little while. Uh, get some like uh, some real uh, neuromancer shit. Going I'd, on. I'd be happy with just with dusters if people yeah, yeah, started yeah. showing up with dusters. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I'd love to see some more dusters in the scene. Um, okay, so on that note, we'll uh, we'll do our little housekeeping and then wrap it up. Like I said, we're gonna start rolling out uh, the Hell Week episodes with more rapidity here, uh, so that we can get them out of the way and uh, get back to just normal normal weekly episodes. But we're gonna continue to do weekly episodes in the interim as well, so that we don't fall behind on stuff. Uh, so if you want to submit music, it's demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure that your release is uh, a year or less old uh, from the time of submission. If you want to uh, call us and leave us a message or send us a text. It's 260-222-8341. If you want to subscribe to the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash podcast. And we are going to get some new content up there. We've just been busy little boys running out of town, taking care of uh, important family stuff on Nate's end, shit like that. But we're going to get some new stuff up ASAP. And uh, thanks to everybody who does subscribe. Thanks to everybody who listens. Uh, if you like the show, tell your friends. Uh, seems like listenership has been has been climbing just a little tiny bit lately. So thanks to anybody who's uh, you know who plugs us on the internet or tells any about anybody about the show. And uh, we will catch you on the next one.